0: To Week 9, Episode 19 of the Football Fig Nuts Podcast. I am Craig.
1: And I am Britt.
0: And we are here again to talk about football and beer. Um, I am still trying to get over Colts, so I probably sound a little weirder than I usually do. But Britt, you came here dancing around, and you handed me a bottle.
1: Because it's What's the most wonderful time of the year, Craig. It's November 1st. We record this mainly on Wednesdays, as most of you know. Um, so this week, uh, so long story short... Rosemary's baby is starting to disappear off the shelves. I could not find a single bottle of it yesterday, and I was very disappointed. But I saw on their website that they still had it at the brewery today. So my wife and I decided to go after work. And we, lo and behold, walked in, and it was as if the clouds parted, and the sun came through. And an angel spoke on high and said, Yay, Brit, for we doth love you all. We bring you... Two Roads Holiday Ale, the only beer on Untapped I have rated higher than Rhodes Mary's Baby, released today. So in front of you, Craig, is the 2017 version of Holiday Ale. While Craig is looking it over and getting ready to take a sip, uh, for those of you who do not know this beer, it is the, and I'm going to botch this, Beer de Noel style, which is a farmhouse ale brewed primarily around Christmas time. Two Roads' version is very heavy on the cinnamon and nutmeg. But it's very smooth and very malty, in my opinion. Craig is nodding. So let's get Craig's take on... And every year has been a little different. So tell me about the 2017 holiday ale so I can drink mine while you talk. (laughs) Uh,
0: I feel this one is smoother than it has been the last couple of years. Agreed. Uh, This one doesn't have... I feel like last year the bite of it was a little harder.
1: Particularly at the end. Yeah, but this one is much
0: smoother and you could easily keep drinking this and not realize how many you're actually drinking fantastic
1: because i brought us a four pack perfect so there's the one in front of you and there's one more in the bag by our feet so excellent unless the cat wants one if fiona comes up here will fiona drink a beer with us she'll try she'll try okay so we'll consider that you know maybe her insights will be good but so yes favorite of ours um I, i do like winter beers in general i do love the fall beers most of all but winter beers are very nice to follow up with uh cuz i like cinnamon and nutmeggy things personally so this is a very cinnamon and nutmeggy kind of thing so this is a great time of year for me um it's bad for my bank account and my wife worries about my health um during this time of year but uh here we are we're we're past halloween we
0: are. so in
1: terms of beer we are now into the christmas season
0: we are but i think it's being november i think there's still time for pumpkin beer
1: there is oh I i'm feel not like saying pumpkin it's beer
0: a- goes away too fast
1: oh it's not dead cut off and rosemary's baby is still on tap I could have ordered a Rosemary's Baby today, but as I said, the heavens opened and voices called down to me. So, you know, uh, you got to do what you got to do. We have so much to cover today. We do. What the hell happened at the trade deadline? Everyone went crazy. Oh my God. And this is going to have massive fantasy implications. So, let me break it down for you guys really quick our plan for this week. We are going to do burning hot questions, we're going to talk about the trades. Uh, we are going to talk a little bit about DFS but I really think that the trades and its effect on both DFS and season long is going to take up most of our podcast today so be prepared for that there uh, of course will be a DFS article on our website at fignutsdfs.com posted tomorrow where you'll get my full breakdown of folks last week was not great I didn't cash in week eight um, I put too much faith in the Bengals and I'm sorry. Uh, well it's not your fault you don't you're not the one that you didn't tell me to do it and uh, consequently, I did, not, I did not make money last week, but uh, I also tweaked uh, how I'm looking at things a little bit differently this week to not only really look at value plays, but look at high um, return value plays. Not just people who are valuable, but people who are valuable and are already projected to be in the top 10. So I'm really looking at that this week, and that may hopefully change things a little bit. Uh, but of course, the, the landscape changed with all these trades yesterday. So, let's jump right to it. Craig, do you have a list of the trades in front of you? I do. All right. Pick one. Or do you want to do burning hot take questions? We can do. Well, let's do one question each. Let's do one question each and get this moving. Okay. So, you start. Because right. I want to drink a beer.
0: So, not football related, but sports related. Yeah,
1: we might as well because there's going to be a lot of football
0: today. There is. Um, so, the World Series is happening. They've reached game seven. Yeah, tonight. Tonight. Now, there's been a record number of home runs this postseason. Yeah. Is Major League Baseball juicing the balls? And you can laugh at that <sighs> statement, but
1: <laughs> balls.
0: Because even the pitchers have said the balls feel different and they can't throw certain pitches. Really? They don't break the right way.
1: You know, but you gotta consider too, part of that's gotta be like atmospheric and temperature wise. I mean Houston's indoor, their field isn't closed, so it's temperature controlled, so I can see that being nonsense there, but it is still a little cooler in Los Angeles this time of year, it changes, you know, Um, when Ari Dickey was pitching for the Mets a couple years back and he had that big scoreless inning streak, like 27 or some odd innings where he didn't give up a single run, and it was the hottest month and a half of the year, it was like July into August, and the humidity was crazy. And people were like, oh, well, his knuckleball is moving even better than normal because of the humidity. And people were like, oh, that's nonsense. Humidity can't affect that. I was there one day. I was there in the middle of that streak. I saw him throw six of those innings. My buddy Sean and I um, sweltered in City Field because we got free tickets from a friend. And we baked. It was bad. I mean, I think we were both violently ill that night from, like, uh, sun poisoning. And, uh, you know, but we watched it. And we, we baked. And then they traded him to Toronto. And all of a sudden, he's indoors, and it's not as humid, and he stinks. He just had a terrible follow-up season to his Cy Young year. And you start to think, okay, maybe it is. There's something to temperature and atmospheric conditions and time of the year. That's kind of where I feel like with this. Oh, Fiona's entered. Hey, Faye. And so, I mean, there's there's that consideration. So, I don't know if it's the baseball being made differently, or if it's the time of year, Or if it's the playoffs, I really feel like the playoffs tend to have more home runs in general. Mm. But yeah, I mean, I'll be honest; I have not watched a minute of the World Series this year. I'm going to turn turn on Game Seven, and that'll be all of the World Series I've seen all year. And it's probably going to be the worst game because I've been been told it's a fantastic series.
0: It has been; it's gone every like the games have gone back and forth the entire time.
1: That's great. What do you think? Do you think they're doing anything to the baseballs, or you think this is just a, a pitcher's excuse for the fact that, like, I mean, the Aces maybe, are getting roughed up?
0: It's just weird that there's been this many home runs ever.
1: It's like season. Uh, it's like the year Maguire and uh, Sosa went at it.
0: Yeah, pretty much. You know, it's like 110 home runs so far.
1: Oh, we have breaking news. Uh oh, the NFL has just reinstated Josh Gordon. On a conditional basis. I forgot about Josh Gordon. Yeah, he was meeting with the NFL today to talk about his return. So Josh Gordon, breaking news that you'll hear two days after it happens. Because (laughs) it takes me forever to get the (laughs) the podcast up. But Josh Gordon has been reinstated to the NFL. So there's my burning hot take question for Craig. Because I had nothing coming into this. I've been so obsessed with the trades that I had absolutely nothing. And it's loading right now. So I'm getting the, uh, the details on this. Reinstated... He has not played since December of 2014. He's been conditionally reinstated, and that's all the news there is on that. There's not a whole lot of details on this yet. So he's still a Brown, is he not?
0: I think technically he is.
1: So do the think. Browns use him? Question, and it could be yes or no. You don't have to go to deep. If you want to, go ahead and delve into this. Mm-hmm. Will the Browns use him now that he's reinstated? Will the Browns activate him and play him maybe well, not in Week 9, but Week receiver? 10? Receiver? He's a wide receiver, yeah, and he was their best wide receiver until he started, you know, smoking the wacky tobacco.
0: Mm. Uh, maybe the Browns had some issues trying to make trades before the deadline.
1: Yeah, what happened there? Fill us in, Craig. What happened?
0: Personally, I am very against this trade
1: because you don't you you would I, like to see options for your Bengals. I would
0: like AJ to stay there and maybe even see him start a couple games. Because I really don't know who the third string quarterback is.
1: Do you all. guys have a third string quarterback? We do. Are you New England? Do you? No, I mean, we
0: do. I, I don't know who it is.
1: I mean, my understanding is if anything happens to Tom Brady, Rex Burkhead is now the emergency quarterback, maybe. or some other such or nonsense. Hunter, maybe. Yeah.
0: So but, uh, we'll get to who might be their backup quarterback.
1: Yeah, we'll get to that today too, because but, that's um, on the rumors and notes.
0: Apparently, the Bengals were going to trade AJ for two draft picks.
1: And then the Browns,
0: the Browns didn't answer in time. And, you know, they got they answered after the deadline. The NFL said no.
1: (sighs) The Browns can't even do a trade right. No, They can't function as a professional sports organization. No.
0: (sighs) They are like the Indians in Major League.
1: (laughs) Yeah, not the Indians of real life, because the Indians were pretty good this year. The Indians of Major League movie this guy is dead <laughs> we'll cross him off then <laughs> anyway okay so on to the trades so there were a lot of moves that affected both sides of every trade um i mean normally you see a lot of moves at the trade deadline a lot of little moves you see a lot of offensive linemen move you see a lot of backups move sometimes you will see a special teamer move and usually there's one or two marquee players that go i mean like when marshall on lynch got traded um from buffalo to seattle i'm pretty sure that happened at the deadline so you know that was like three or four years ago but still um you see these things happen but it's rare that we see this many happen and bigger names bigger names and literally right at the deadline it's it was almost like a major league baseball deadline here you know when i saw the garoppolo trade come down i'm like all right there it is there's the one person i know immediately that's moving, and we'll have to talk about that on the podcast. And then five minutes later, I got text from Craig: "This just happened." And then I got text from other people: "This just happened." And I had a listener write in: "This just happened." It was nonstop. So, where do we even start with this, Craig? Where are we starting? I
0: think um, <clears throat> the biggest name. Go for it. Going to the Eagles.
1: Well, it's just because you you you've been like, the Eagles' champion this year, so I have been.
0: Uh, so Jay Ajayi is now the Eagles.
1: Jay Ajayi and his three bad knees.
0: Exactly. Are now the is now the Eagles starting running back.
1: But what does that really mean? I mean, uh, Jeremy Hill is technically the leg- starting running back in That Cincinnati. means they
0: have a legitimate three down, two to three down running back, and they can use LeBlanc so
1: you know, let's, let's at, recap, within
0: the 20-yard line.
1: Let's recap the trade. So Jay Ajayi to the Eagles. Mm-hmm. Uh, what does Miami get back in his trade again? Just make sure I get it right. A fourth round pick. A fourth round pick. So the immediate impact on miami is not good um who's the next man up there in miami who's that guy who's that bernie parmalee does he still play bernie (laughs) parmalee do you know who the uh quarter do you know who the running backs coach is in philadelphia by the way no it's deuce staley really yes they were talking about or might be miami but they were talking about coach staley coach staley coach staley i'm like who the hell are they talking about And finally, it was like, you don't mess around with Deuce Staley. I'm like, Deuce Staley's a coach? (laughs) Really? That's pretty cool. Isn't he the guy that used to, like, skip into like stay out until, like, 3 a.m. on game nights and then show up, like, hungover and, like, rush for 150 yards? I mean...
0: Back when you can do that.
1: Yeah. So, uh, do me a favor. Get a depth chart up, if you can, while we do this for Miami. And just let's see where they're at. So, Mm -hmm. let's... So, this... The immediate impact on Miami is this is not helpful for them. It puts more reliance on their passing game. they don't. Which doesn't exist. Yeah. Um, the only real question in Miami that's burning still is who gives fewer cares for... I don't want to curse uh, on this. Kenyon
0: Drake. Oh, no. Is the next guy on the list. <sighs> that's, and that's, this, this article says he's a fantasy running back
1: to own. Was that written by Kenyandrake.com?
0: No, no. This is at Heavy.com, so it's not even a source. I don't even know who that is. Neither.
1: The site or the person, so um and damian williams i I don't see i don't see either of them having sustainable fantasy value jay ajayi was struggling himself so i i just i there and i say that there's a good chance that they'll make value one or two times but am i going to put Kenyon drake into a lineup this week absolutely not absolutely not um are they even playing this week is this miami's week off uh somebody or is it philadelphia's week off it might be. The th- uh, no, the Eagles are playing this week. They are are hosting the Broncos.
0: Oh, that's right.
1: Yeah, that's right. Um, but I'm looking at the schedule right now. The Dolphins are hosting the Raiders, so neither. So I'm not going to use. Uh, it doesn't change anything DFS wise, and I yeah. don't see. St- I don't see statistically even performance, so it doesn't change anything for me on the um, season uh,
0: I think the Eagle game against the Broncos might be my super stack game.
1: Which one, Eagles yeah. Broncos? Broncos defense is good. Kept Kareem Hunt under 100 yards for the first time in his career. He's never sure, had less than 100 yards from scrimmage. Tight end, but it's Travis Kelsey. I mean, that's. I mean, Zach Ertz is going to have a good day, and he is the n- most expensive tight end in DraftKings, and I think he's going to have a good, really good day. But you know, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. nah anyway. All right, so Miami, no positive impact. If anything, this downgrades Miami a notch because now you can run a nickel defense as your base package and probably keep them scoreless. Now, on the Philadelphia end, how does this change the fantasy values there? Uh, I think the first week, it doesn't. I think he's going to need some time to acclimate. Uh, Not majorly, because I think they run similar packages. It's not like Philadelphia is running really weird wildcat stuff all the time. They're not. So I would think that there's a good chance that by week 10, he will be the uh, the the major back. Um, but in week nine, I'm probably just going to avoid that backfield altogether unless I don't have a choice. Um, are they on my list of preferred matchups this week? They are not on my list of preferred matchups this week. So I um, I'll probably avoid it. I'll probably steer clear of it and see what happens. This does make Lagarrett Blunt a very good short yardage option, uh, short yardage and uh, change of pace. I think it really hurts Wendell Smallwood. Wendell Smallwood's value is probably going to decline. It plummeted. Yeah, I mean he may have just fallen through the floor on this because Jay Ajayi is a very similar runner, small, quick, the make you miss kind of guy. Blunt is the yards after contact guy in that that uh, that lineup. So. To me, this doesn't really this doesn't help anybody except Jay Ajayi. It helps the Philly passing game because this is just another person you gotta worry about in the backfield. And I'm sorry, if I were a defense and I saw a pistol formation or an I form or a two back and it was Legarrett Blunt and Jay Ajayi, I'd have a hard time not stacking the box. You and now Alshon Jeffrey and uh, Nelson Aguilar are gonna benefit a great deal from this. And so, what's that? And Ertz. And Ertz.
0: Now, who do you cover?
1: (sighs) You've got... Yeah, you're not going to be able to double-team anybody. You're not going to be able to double-team anybody. So, all right. So, that's the first trade. So, yeah, we got to kind of see how it shakes out in Philly, but it's good overall.
0: So, who's next? Uh, Next on the list, we have someone named Benjamin went to the Bills. Benjamin. Kelvin.
1: Kelvin Benjamin. Oh, that's right. I almost forgot. Mm -hmm. And what did the uh, Panthers get back for that? Uh, The Panthers
0: got... A third and seventh round draft pick.
1: So they got no players back in that. They got draft picks, so it doesn't affect it does not help them in the short term. This makes Cam Newton basically a completely running quarterback. I have no faith that he's gonna throw the ball anywhere that helps me, except maybe Christian McCaffrey. So it downgrades him. Um it also makes me want to stack the box against Carolina. Who it else? Makes you
0: downgrade McCaffrey?
1: Maybe. Maybe because they're going to throw They're going to do a lot of there's no reason not to stack the box. There's no reason not to have somebody shadow McCaffrey. So, you know, you're going to stack the box and you're not going to engage the line of scrimmage. You're going to have a linebacker or a cornerback in a linebacker type slot who's just following McCaffrey. So McCaffrey runs, you know, um, out five yards and takes a screen pass. There's going to be somebody waiting for him. There's no reason not to. There's no reason to over pursue here. You don't want to over pursue Cam anyway because that just makes you lose contain and you know then you're chasing him down the field you've basically got two guys who can run but one's got to be thrown the ball so you're going to do your normal kind of pass rush maybe send one extra guy each time and then you're going to have somebody on contain on McCaffrey all the time and you're going to see i think you're going to see a lot of McCaffrey plays that get busted you're going to see a lot of times McCaffrey runs out and for a screen pass and it gets thrown over his head or as soon as he catches it he takes it for a 3 yard loss it i think it hurts his value who else are they throwing the ball to there? I don't even know who else is there. That's how bad Carolina's been this year. Um, yeah, I don't know. I want to say Ted Ginn, but he's in New Orleans now. Yep. Who else are they throwing the ball to in Carolina? I, th- I think
0: they officially have no more receivers, except for McCaffrey. I mean, they're, he they're, has 49 catches so far. He
1: has 49 catches, and he's a supposedly a running back, supposedly. Yes. So I, mean, I don't like that You deal. might
0: be able to get over 100 now.
1: Now, Buffalo, this, this changes everything this changes everything this is and i think immediately because you not only have the fact that he may need a week or two to get comfortable but the um oh
0: the panthers have uh devin funches
1: oh that's right, All right devin funches gets now, a downgrade does that too. i
0: mean he's technically the number one
1: in theory i mean but devin funches gets a downgrade now too because he's going to be double teamed who else you got to cover tight end is hurt greg olson's hurt True. You already got somebody covering McCaffrey. You're gonna have a linebacker on McCaffrey all the time. What you can just you can put like a safety on him and be completely fine. So there's that. I mean, Buffalo. This changes a lot, right? Right away, there is the distraction narrative. You know, where you can sit there and say, "Well, he's um he's gonna be a distraction. He's gonna keep people away from um where, what is the cat doing?
0: I don't know. She's digging. Yeah, there.
1: Yeah, she's digging in, in the cubicle next to me. Um, I'm sorry. Distraction. Distraction. See? There you go. So they're going to probably put him on the field. If They may not put him out there Thursday just because it's a short week, but they'll put him out there at the very least next week in week 10. And whether or not he's settled in or not, he'll be there for a bunch of snaps just to make you think we've got a play that's designed for him.
0: So now they have him, Matthews, and McCoy.
1: Yeah, him, Matthews, McCoy. You still got Zay Jones, who apparently has hands of stone, from what I'm hearing. And you've got Charles Clay when he's healthy. I mean, is Clay? I mean, I don't know what Clay's status is this week. I have yeah, I not think he's looked. Questionable. He's questionable. All right. So when he comes back, if he comes back, we hope that. I mean, Buffalo has just so Tyrod Taylor's value increases to me, and he was already on the way up, so he's another notch higher. LaShawn McCoy, you cannot stack the box anymore against Buffalo. LaShawn McCoy's value is increasing. Jordan Matthews and Kevin uh, Kelvin Benjamin are two different types of receivers in terms of one is like slot and one is not. And so that's going to increase his value. He's going to be able to run a lot more of the slot routes that he likes to run, and he's more comfortable running without even thinking about it. This is a fantastic move for Buffalo, and they should be very excited. So, All right, so there we go. So Buffalo, basically everybody gets a bump up. It's just a matter of how soon it happens. Who else? I'm, we're forgetting Let's somebody. see what else we got here. We got the Garoppolo trade. We haven't hit that <laughs> yet.
0: Um yep, that Garoppolo was the next on the list.
1: This is a good trade for the Niners. Um, not because I love Jeremy Garoppolo, but because your existing quarterback, if you divide his name, it literally is CJ beat hard. <laughs> and he has been beaten hard. I can't take full credit for that joke. The guru made it about a week and a half ago on on Sirius XM um it, this it, he just he, it, this the San Francisco team is uh, is nonsense what this is really a notch up for is Carlos Hyde because Amberita. what's that Ambarita Ambarita you cannot just stop the run against San Francisco and compete anymore and that was pretty much what people have done the last two or three weeks stop the run you can beat San Francisco now you have somebody back there who at least knows how to throw the ball has to, knows how to run an offense um CJ for his part is a running quarterback, so he got a lot of, a lot of motion with, uh, with moving around and running. But um, you know, it's 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 going to be better with Garoppolo there, I think, in the long run. You know, the real question to me, and this was uh, Cinch actually reached out to me this week. You know, there's before this trade happened, he thought, you know, what happens if San Francisco and Cleveland both go 116? What's that tiebreaker? And the tiebreaker strength of schedule, believe it or not, whoever lost against the worst strength of schedule gets the first pick. And right now that would okay. be Cleveland. Cleveland has played a far easier schedule in terms of win losses of other teams than San Francisco, but it's week nine. There is still eight games to be played or nine games to be played that can change in a heartbeat, you know? So it's really very, very flexible, but I think, uh, give him to like week 11 or 12. And I think he's going to start starting there and he's going to be good. The big question that comes out of that is, what is New England going to do about quarterback?
0: Um, I have a f- conspiracy theory.
1: Conspiracy theory? Do we need to like play the X-Files music right now? We could if I can find something. Can we legally play the X-Files music well, right now? No, there's
0: free music in GarageBand. I can okay. find something creepy.
1: Okay, yeah. Cre- th- that's not the <laughs> Rosemary's baby music because <laughs> we've already yes. run that into the ground. Um, yeah, all right, so let's hear this.
0: So there's a rumor from a certain player's lawyer who the certain player met... Or is going to meet with the players. Are you
1: really going Bill Belichick on me? Just the player. The player. The player will be ready to play on Thursday. Exactly. Um,
0: So, Colin Kaepernick's uh, lawyer or agent.
1: Colin Kaepernick, eh? Yep.
0: Said that he expects him to sign a contract very soon. Like, within a few days.
1: I heard that they were going to sign somebody that the Jets had cut.
0: That That doesn't help at all.
1: The Hoyer? No. Hoyer? Brian Hoyer? No, isn't he injured? All right. I heard rumors that the Jets had cut somebody and New England was going to bring him in just to back up Brady. Um, Best thing was, if you did not hear this clip, some radio FM jerk asks Tom Brady, now that you don't have a backup quarterback and the people they have drafted to replace you when you retire have been traded, are you not only the quarterback of now but the quarterback of the future for the Patriots? I hate people. He's like forty-one. I don't care if he has magic pajamas.
0: He does, I, which he does, <clears throat> and he has a cookbook.
1: It, it, it's a cookbook. <laughs> um, granted,
0: I think he's he's gonna try to play two or three more years.
1: Well, th- you, and think that's,
0: he, you think when he retires, Belichick will just be like, "I'm done," and just if like,
1: Belichick is smart, Belichick has leave. not had six. I want to put this on the table right now. Bill Belichick has been in the league for years. Was a head coach of the Cleveland years. Browns. He has and then never, the Jets, and then the Jets then for quit. a day and a half. Jerk. <laughs> he never played. A, he never coached a game for the New York Jets. Bill Belichick, as a head coach, has never had sustained success with a quarterback whose name is not Tom Brady. He is the only quarterback who has ever given him success, and people talk about him. Oh, he's a genius. He's a genius. He says things you don't. He knows Bill Parcells inside and out. He's the greatest coach ever. He's had Tom Brady. You know, it reminds me of back in the day. Remember when Jimmy Johnson had the falling out in Dallas? They brought in Barry Switzer, and Barry Switzer won a Super Bowl. Let's say that again and give that a moment (laughs) to set, set in. Barry Switzer has a Super Bowl ring because he coached the Dallas Cowboys. He has a Super Bowl ring because he was handed... Troy Aikman. I almost said Ezekiel Elliott just now, and <laughs> Go, Emmett that's Smith. not it. Emmitt Smith. <laughs> it's, and Michael at Irvin. it's at E-Names. It's at E-Names. And Michael Irvin. Oh, and by the way, Alvin Harper was still there. That's the year before he bolted to the Buccaneers for a boatload of cash. He was handed this team, and his only instruction was don't lose. Don't lose. It's like being put... It's like being... <laughs> You're going to be the guest manager of the 1929 Yankees for a game. Just do me a favor. Don't lose. Okay. It's not hard. You could have used a deaf blind monkey and still probably won that Super Bowl with the Dallas Cowboys. They were that powerful a team. You know, and I kind of feel to some extent Bill Belichick has done that, but he's done that for longer because he's had this amazing quarterback to build everything around. So... When people say, you know, Bill Belichick is this amazing genius, I want to see what he does when he doesn't have a season with Brady at all. Where he is complete he is without Brady for sixteen games. Didn't that happen?
0: Didn't Brady get hurt one year and he was didn't it, play week so four? I, I don't know how many games he was out.
1: And that's a that's a question. I could be completely talking to my ass then right now. He may have had that. That was a week that was the year the Castle was the starter and they made the playoffs but didn't go very far. If I remember correctly, I don't even think they made the AFC championship that game. Somebody we need we need a stat boy on this podcast. We need somebody standing off to the side who's double-checking everything we say, because <laughs> I could be completely wrong, but: that would I just be helpful. He's, he's a good coach. Don't get me wrong. I'm not sitting here saying he's a terrible coach, but I need to see success with him when he doesn't have a franchise quarterback. You know? And never forget, that first year they won the Super Bowl, he was not the opening day quarterback. He was the backup. He backed up Drew Bledsoe and Bledsoe yep. got hurt in like week one or two.
0: Is that the Jets that hurt him or the Bengals?
1: I don't remember. <clears throat> I don't remember. I just remember at the end of that in the Super Bowl when Drew Bledsoe like walked on the field and Tom Brady was like, "We won a Super Bowl!" and he was all excited. <laughs> Drew Bledsoe was like, "Yeah." So that's that's, that's something. something. Thanks. Yeah. I'm Thanks. Gonna go. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go stand over there with the other backups. <laughs> you know, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna get my clipboard. So anyway, all right. So th- so is that is all the major trades? So we hit all the major. Those trades? are the
0: major ones that I am aware of.
1: Well, then here, you've earned yourself another <laughs> yes. holiday ale. Oh, well, thank you very here, much, Here, you can sir. drink it now or save it for later. No, I don't I'll care. I
0: drink it now. It's cold.
1: Yeah, it's, it is cold. And, uh, you know, this holiday ale is brought to you by Two Roads Brewing, who is not <laughs> an official sponsor here, not but yet, might anyway. as well be. Not yet. I don't think they know the podcast exists. I think if they knew we existed and how much we talk about them, they would sponsor us in a heartbeat. They would at least send us a six-pack of beer.
0: Uh, that would be, I would work for beer.
1: Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, we already drink their beer. We already love their stuff. I mean, yeah. at this point, it would just be bonus if they sent us any beer. But
0: Look at that. This was packaged October 24th.
1: October. Tw- this beer is a week old? Yeah. Jeez. Yep, yep, yep. Jeez. And the funny thing is, when I walked into the brewery today, of course, my neck is craning. For those of you who've never been to their brewery, as you walk in, there's a glass wall that shows you their shop where you can get to go beer. And I'm looking, and I'm craning my neck as I'm walking in because... I want to go get one fresh off the tap, but I also want to bring a four-pack of these. They come in four-packs. I want to bring a four-pack here so Craig and I can have it tonight. I don't see it in the cooler, and I'm about to have a freak fit. because That's you know, what
0: happened to me with the pumpkin beer.
1: Right. I'm about to have a freak fit on it, um, and uh, then all of a sudden as I come around the corner, I realize it's because the entire bottom is covered in holiday ale. Nice. They didn't put it on any of the shelves. They just covered the bottom of it, So, which reminds me. I was talking to uh, – quick aside. I was talking to Ted, who's the um, – the taproom manager over at Two Roads, just in passing today, I heard him come in and say something to one of the other employees, and I only caught three words. Uh-oh. And those three words were Mary's other baby. And I stopped, and, and of course, we go there frequently. So we're we don't re- have a problem. What's that?
0: We don't have a problem. We
1: don't have a problem. Actually, this is the first time I was at the brewery in almost two months. It's a long time since the last time I was there. That's I, I, right. You're on your road trip. I was on my road trip, and there's a lot going on. So um, you can find Two Roads in Philadelphia, by the way. Nice. I, I found it at a, a deli. <laughs> a, a nice supply of it. So uh anyway. Um, so I stopped and I said, Ted, I just heard I just heard the magic words. Are you telling me there's other baby available? And he just stopped for a second and went, No, man, it's all sold out. And I was just like, Christy said to me afterwards, we were walking out, she goes, He's got a bottle in the back. It's his bottle. he just they're not selling it, it's just being held for an employees. And that's fine. I'm fine with that. I'm not saying it, but I did try to get us more other baby today as well. So That's okay. Anyway. You tried. Right, so we cover the trades. Mm-hmm. Uh, we touched on Colin Kaepernick. Let's talk about Kaepernick going to New England. If these reports are that people are vaguely hinting at, watch, watch—he's going to sign somewhere weird like Denver tomorrow. Or the Browns or the Browns? Oh God! No, Colin retire. I'm just saying, don't if go to the Colin Browns. Colin
0: starts somewhere. I hope he's as good as he was when they got to the Super Bowl. Because if he's not, like no one—he's never going to hear right. the end of it.
1: Oh yeah. He can't be he can't be average. He's got to be fantastic and say, see, I told you all along, or he's got to be terrible and
0: And just he just proved everyone right Right, he just wasn't
1: one it. or the other. One or the other. And he's never gonna he's not gonna be great or average in Cleveland. They simply don't have the weapons. No, they don't have an
0: offensive line. They, they don't have, have an
1: offensive line. Uh Duke Johnson is banged up. Isaiah Crowell is not doing well. Yeah. I, 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 if I were him, I'd retire before I'd go to Cleveland personally. But, you know, I'm not I'm not that level of competitor. I think New England's a good landing place for him. New England is a very no-nonsense place. They're going to sit there and True. go, we'll give you an opportunity, but we don't want to be involved in this whole controversy thing. We don't like distractions. So, you know, if you want to come here, please. We respect your views, but let's keep him outside the locker room. And it'll be up to him. And I, I think that's a good approach at this point. But I think he could be a very valuable backup to Tom Brady because they are so different. Could you imagine if anything happened? Yeah, Tom
0: happened- Brady doesn't run
1: that's it if, if anything happened to brady or they brought in colin kaepernick for three plays a game just think about that first in 10 they get a punt and colin kaepernick strolls out onto the field the defense is going to look at each other and go what the holy hell do we do now we haven't seen this guy all year we have no idea what this is about and it could be just a handoff but you're going to make the defense think all right so i don't know we'll see what happens um,
0: Actually, another big trade that happened was yeah. the Seahawks traded for uh, Dwayne Brown from Houston.
1: Part of that got rescinded, though.
0: Oh, did it? Somebody failed it. they were going to send the, the, corner, the Jeremy Lane to the Texans.
1: Somebody, Jeremy Lane, I think, failed his physical this morning. Oh. The hell is that? You have ghosts? Maybe. Oh, I hear banging. Um, Jeremy Lane, I believe it was Jeremy Lane. Someone in that trade failed the physical. And so he has to go back. Oh, I, I don't have it in front up. of me right now. Somebody failed the physical, and and so the trade still is legit. But somebody like traded two draft picks for one person, basically, is what ends up happening. And they still have... I think it's Jeremy Lane. I think Jeremy Lane failed his physical. It was a groin and a finger injury or a groin and a toe injury, and he got sent right back.
0: No, maybe that was it.
1: Yeah, so... Yes, that's a big trade until the fit the physical was failed, and now all of a sudden it's like, ugh. So, so there's there's implications here, guys. Things are changing based on um, who's moved and where, and it doesn't just affect the players involved. LaShawn McCoy, Tyrod Taylor, huge bump ups in my book. Very. We'll have to see how it it pans out, but they are definitely bumped up in my book, and maybe not this week because we don't know how he's gonna Kelvin Benjamin's gonna settle in. But at some point, it's gonna it's gonna happen. So, uh,
0: what do you think about Deshaun Watson and his touchdown numbers? He's on track to beat the rookie.
1: The only issue I have <clears throat> with Deshaun Watson and what's going on in Houston, I have two issues. I'm sorry, I can't say the only issue. I have two issues. <laughs> Number one, did you see the end of the Houston game last week? I did not. Okay, I didn't watch it, but I read about it. All right. And the way that they played that to not lose says to me he does not uh, bill o'brien does not trust watson how do you not trust this guy he is amazing he's doing great things how do you not trust him and secondly i want to remember, i want to i want to just point this out bill o'brien had an off season with this kid an entire off season all of the coaching reports were this kid is awesome he is the future we've got to get him out there and you still started Tom Savage week one. What the hell?
0: I don't know. But what do you think about the stat where, in his rookie at this time in Peyton Manning's rookie year, he threw nine touchdowns. Deshaun has thrown nineteen.
1: Don't forget too, Peyton Manning in his rookie year won three games.
0: That's a very that valid was a point. bad Colts team.
1: <laughs> bad. I think was it that year? That was the year they drafted Edgerrin James yeah a year or a year or two later they got Harrison and James into the fold and then all of a sudden a team don't ever forget Peyton Manning played for a a Cleveland Brown-esque bad Colts team I mean worse than what we're seeing out of the Colts now in my opinion that first year and they literally said to him you are the future we're gonna put you out there so that you can be comfortable just playing in the NFL you're gonna lose all your games this year But you're gonna be so comfortable come next year. You're gonna be at least a nine and seven quarterback, and that's what they did. And of course, we all know how that turned out with them winning a Super Bowl and you know, um, very closely getting to another one with a kicker missing and things like that. And you know, it's 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 amazing how they do those things. But so I, I don't want to I don't want to compare Deshaun Watson with Peyton Manning because their situations are very different. Deshaun Watson walked into a team that had a lot of pieces in place already. A lot. I want to know what Deshaun Watson has on Will Fuller because he must have, like, Will Fuller's family in, like, a bunker somewhere <laughs> at gunpoint because this is not the Will Fuller we have seen at all this no. season. I, maybe it's just, just Fuller is healthy. He
0: last week. I don't know what happened.
1: Last couple <laughs> weeks. Last couple weeks, he has just been epic. And, and
0: DraftKings, he had, like, 36 points.
1: Yeah, well, his salary this week is going to reflect it's gonna it. be like nine grand. Oh, I'm looking right now. Hold on a second. Will Fuller, $7,000. What, two weeks ago, he was like 48. Like 48 to 5, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was it. 4,800 4, or 5,000, that was it. So now he's over 7,000. He's actually, I'm looking at the list right now, one, two, three, four, five, the sixth most expensive wide receiver on DraftKings this year, uh, this week. Uh, names behind him. Doug Baldwin, Tyreek Hill, Amari wow. Cooper, Michael Crabtree, Des Bryant. Wow. Landry, Tate, who's, who's Kelvin Benjamin. Who's ahead of him? Who's ahead of him? Okay, sorry. There we go. Let's play that game. We've got a few minutes. He is the number six wide receiver in terms of salary. All Give right. me somebody who's ahead of him, Craig. You got three strikes. A.J. Green. A.J. Green is number four. Correct. All
0: go right. again. Uh, uh, what's his name on the Steelers?
1: What's his name on the Steelers is off this week. So strike one. Damn it. They're Steelers are not playing this week, weekend. Sorry. If you're an Antonio Brown guy, <laughs> sorry. Uh, let me see. It's not
0: Jarvis Landry.
1: Jarvis Landry is behind him. So that's strike two. You said the name it counts. All Got right. one more shot and four, four of the names, four of the names, four their names. Don't overthink this. Go with the obvious guy. The guy who's always very expensive.
0: That's what my Adrian answer was.
1: What's your, what, your Antonio Brown answer?
0: <laughs> no, my A, that was my AJ answer.
1: Well, yeah. Well, there's another guy, though.
0: I don't know, because I'm usually only starting one of these people, so I'm trying to blank it on the third. All, right.
1: so, all right. So I'm just going to tell you, all now because right. we, we're, we're going to burn all the time. DeAndre Hopkins right now is the most right. expensive receiver. Number two is Julio Jones. That was the guy I was trying to egg you on on. Uh, Mike Evans. And then Michael Thomas. I always forget about Mike Evans. Because because he's been not a top five option in DFS. He's been solid, but in DFS, he has not made value a single week this entire season. So um, I'm surprised you didn't get the Julio Jones. So that means that with Will Fuller at six and DeAndre Hopkins at one, two of the top six wide receivers in DraftKings salary come from the same team this week.
0: So if you do a stack of them, who do you take?
1: You can't. You can't afford anybody else.
0: Well, you can do one of the two.
1: You'd have to take one, yeah. Which would you take? So do you take DeAndre Hopkins, or do you take uh, Will Fuller? They're playing uh, at home against Indy. Ew.
0: Well, it. It's a toss-up. Indy's good against
1: the run, but they're terrible against the pass. You know? I mean, to me, that means that um, Watson should be a like no-brainer in terms of a a play this week. I'm looking to see where he is on my list. Why don't I see Deshaun Watson? He's not because his salary is 8,100. He is the most expensive quarterback on DraftKings this week. Wow. So that kind of kills his value. I still think he's going to have a good week. I have him for 23 points, but that's not value. There's better plays out there. So let's transition into then the DFS talk this week. Who do you like uh, in DF Well, let's well, schedule. There you go. Schedule. I have in front of me where Craig cannot see it this week. Okay. The current schedule for the NFL with lines. Craig, there are two games that are 48 points higher over under, and there are two games that are exactly 39 and a half. The 39 and a half are the two lowest. Okay. I am fading the two low ones. I am encouraging the two high ones. Only the highest over under of the week, by the way, is fifty even. Okay. So there's only one game at fifty. What two games am I targeting, Craig?
0: I don't. I don't have the schedule in front of me.
1: Oh, uh, see, you gotta. Oh, you gotta. You gotta prepare, man. All right. So I'm gonna fold this. Hold on. All right. Hold, well, no, because the lines are on here. All right, I can't I'll, look at the, this. I'll look at the schedule right now. Pull up the schedule. So just a reminder, in the while Craig does that, while we do this, is because high over unders have a correlation to good fantasy scores. So. If there's a game that's got 55 points as an over-under versus a game that has 35 points, in theory, the higher fantasy points will come from the game with the higher over-under. So you always want to target high over-under games when you're looking at tiebreakers. doesn't mean you don't play the guys you like, but it means if you're stuck between two quarterbacks and you look and one has a really high over-under... That means Vegas thinks he's going to throw a lot, so you probably want to give some points there. Okay. All right. Craig all right. has the line. All right. So two, the top two games of the week. What two games am I targeting uh, to use a lot? Buccaneers Saints. Buccaneers Saints is the fifty-point game, and because it's in New Orleans, and yeah, and the Saints are a eight-point favorite at the moment in that game. So yes, that's game one is Bucks at Saints. What's the other one?
0: Uh, the other one, I'm going to go with Chiefs Cowboys
1: no all right chiefs cowboys is has no over under according to the people wow. i checked with it's an na game so let me eliminate the nas broncos at eagles has no over under mm-hmm. and lions packers also have no over under so they are not on my list either okay. positively or negatively
0: let's go with the redskin seahawks
1: redskin seahawks is strike two that's a 45 over under 45 close. so you got one more chance
0: i don't see any of those other games going over Because it's like these teams are playing other teams that are not
1: good. That are not good. All mm-hmm. right,
0: shot in the dark. Do it. Uh, let's see. Uh, Falcons-Panthers.
1: No, All that right. is a 44. The other game is Colts at Texans. Really? Colts at Texans has a 48. The Colts are not going to score that much. But they but they pass a lot because they're down. So that's the thing. I mean, true. if they lose 35 to 20 they right, they're yeah, over. Yeah. You know, that's why I mean that's what the Vegas looking at. So, so, what two games are the low scoring games? Two games that are both sub 40.
0: Okay.
1: And you haven't said either of them yet.
0: All right. Raiders Dolphins. Nope. Really?
1: Nope. Raiders Dolphins is a 43 and a half.
0: Wow. Uh, Strike 1. Rams Giants.
1: No. Wow. Rams Giants is a 43 and a half. Strike 2. Mm. The Rams can score. That's why.
0: True. 49ers Cardinals.
1: Strike three. Wow. Craig is out. 49ers Cardinals. I'm not seeing them on my list. They are a 39. 39- oh, sorry. That's one of them.
0: Oh, <laughs>
1: <sighs> sorry, guys. All right. So that's uh, that's not strike uh, three. That's correct. Ravens so one Titans. Of them. That's strike three. Ravens Titans is looking on my list. 43. The other game that's low is Bengals at Jaguars is a 39 and a half. Wow. Game. Yeah. So you're
0: going to fade AJ this
1: week? I am fading everything to do. What is AJ Even McCarran the why would A.J. McCarron starting? No, did I meant A.J. Green. Oh, A.J. Green. Oh, jeez, when you said A.J., I'm like, sorry, did they bench wrong, Dalton wrong finally? Wrong A.J. Um, yes, I am fading A.J. Green this week because the Jaguars defense is legit.
0: So would you start the Jaguars defense?
1: No, because sometimes Andy Dalton goes off. I just That's why I'm going to avoid the matchup. I'm just going to avoid it. I might use a Leonard Fournette. I'm certainly not going to use Bortles or any of the receivers, but I might use Fournette. I'm not going to use Mixon because that defense is solid. Uh, there's no one on the Cardinals I want to use. I mean, Adrian Peterson I have relatively high rated, but even I don't like that pick. I don't even know who the court,
0: the uh, Cardinals quarterback is. I have is. Adrian
1: Peterson for 15 points. Maybe
0: that's where Kaepernick's going.
1: Maybe that's a possibility. I have Adrian Peterson this week for 15 points, but he's 5600, so that's under the 3x value line. I'm not going to use him. He's in the. He's in my top 10 picks and I'll use them if I have to, but I'm not like dying to use AJ Peterson or AJ Peterson, Adrian Peterson. (laughs) Um, and the same thing, you know, Cardinals and 49ers, Carlos Hyde is going to be good eventually, but he's not going to be great in the short term until Garoppolo settles in. So, so who am I using? So who do I like? All right. So there's, so there's the game, the games I like are new Orleans and bucks Mm. and Texans hosting the Colts. I'm fading Bengals at Jaguars and I'm fading Cardinals at Niners.
0: Which defense do you use? Would you be.
1: Well, who's playing the Colts? Is Cleveland uh, playing or is the Browns? Browns are off this week, Browns aren't are they? Browns
0: are off. Cleveland's play, or the Colts are playing the Texans.
1: Am I might use the Texans defense? Might. Who is my defense? Hold on. So let me pull it. Me or do you up. use the
0: Cardinals defense?
1: Um, I'm actually looking at the Eagles. Because Denver has been abysmal. They have offensively. Been I mean, did you watch the Monday night game?
0: Simeon, you think Simeon is hit a plateau in Denver?
1: I think Simeon doesn't even have a plateau to hit. I mean, it's I think it's time to get Paxton Lynch out there personally. That's just is me. He's still there. Yeah. Yeah. He's still there, and he's still supposedly the future. So I I think it's time to get him out there personally. I'm I'm targeting the Eagles. Um on particularly in DraftKings, mm. they're thirty three hundred. I've got him pegged for over nine points. That doesn't put them over the 3X value line, but it puts them close, and they're the most reliable one. I think that's where I've been making mistakes lately. I've been going for higher risk, higher reward guys. Like, the metric tells me I should use the Buccaneers. The Buccaneers are at New Orleans. Say that again. The Bucs defense at New Orleans, and the metric is telling me start the Bucs defense. No, I'm not doing it. That has the potential to be 500 yards of offense for New Orleans. They're at home. At home. It's possible. He's going to
0: throw 45 times.
1: And it's also possible of those 44, 45 times he throws five picks. It's possible. I'm not willing to bet on it, but I am much, much more comfortable with Eagles uh, hosting Denver in defenses. Is there a defense this week you like? You're going to say the Eagles because you love the Eagles. You're an <laughs> Eagles homer. And you don't even like the Eagles. Uh, I don't know.
0: I'm kind of – out of all the NFC teams, I don't mind the Eagles in general. Yeah. All uh, right. You know, I would say the Cardinals defense possibly they're playing the
1: 49ers. It's possible. they haven't been great this year, but that's possible. I, I can go with that um really quick because we are running low on time, but uh quarterback, I love Kirk 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 <laughs> cousins this week. Um, I've got him pegged for almost four x value because I think he's going to have I, I know it's against Seattle. I know it's against Seattle. I think Seattle's defense has been exposed a little bit the last couple of weeks. I really think Washington can get to them. Even if even if Jordan reads out, I'm not worried about it. Washington's offense gives me the fits because it's literally like they throw a dart at the board Sunday morning to yeah, who they're like going to target in the wideout. What's that?
0: Like, my guess was picking Crowder this Crowder week. Crowder had
1: done nothing for weeks, and you were like, all right, let's use Crowder because he's a cheap option, and it paid off. Meanwhile, I'm sitting there going, Doxson's on the way up. Doxson's still on the way up. Doxon's still on the way up. No. No, it, you cannot tell week to week. In DFS, I am avoiding the whiteout. He's going to throw to somebody. I just have no idea who it is. Who do you like at quarterback this week? Anybody in particular? At quarterback? Yeah. Uh, the metric see. loves Andy Dalton, by the way. No, no, I won't do it. <laughs> won't do it.
0: Um, Love i would them. either say uh, golf or car.
1: Um, they're both good choices. I've got uh, where are they? I've got because golf at 20 like... points.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, where have I got car? Where are you, car? I've got car at 20 and a half, but he's 6,400, so it hurts his value, right? So they're both good options. They're both probably top five, top 10 options, but. You know, I would rather use Kirk Cousins at twenty-two points. That's cheaper. I can get twenty-two points out of Kirk Cousins for fifty-seven hundred, or I can get twenty points out of Derek Carr for sixty four hundred. I'd rather save the seven hundred bucks and roll my dice with Carr with um with cousins rather. So really like a running back. Ooh. I have an excellent I have a guy I haven't touched in weeks. I've been waiting and waiting and waiting because I love this guy and he makes value. He, he's all or nothing in the value range. Carlos Hyde, love Carlos Hyde is I. He's going to be somewhere between 4, and 5500 every what about week. Bereta, I I don't think they're going to use Bereta as much as they used them last week. They did, which is why I think it's a Hyde week this week.
0: Oh, I think you're going to alternate.
1: I don't know. I'll just make this up as I go along. But <laughs> Carlos Hyde's all or nothing because of Bereta. I think that's a valid point, but I think this is a all-week. So at 5,200, I have him slated for 17 points, and that puts him well over 3x. And he's the most reliable 3x value. Other guys I have over 3x are like Matt Forte, Marlon Mack, Bilal Powell. I don't know why, but the metric thinks that they're going to run all over Buffalo, and I, I just don't see it. So, yeah, they're
0: playing at home.
1: Yeah, but I, I'm going to go with the more... Um, conservative option and go with him.
0: I think I would go as Melvin Gordon because the Giants are just not good.
1: Oh, my God. Can I just tell you, I had Melvin Gordon in my week, was this week eight? We just finished week eight lineups and yep. I pulled him because he was questionable and I was hearing pundits say, he well, he ran
0: for like 98 yards in the on the play. first play.
1: <laughs> um, he, the, I, some of the pundits were like, well, you know, they might baby him because of that knee. So so I yanked him. I yanked him. and I put other, I don't even remember who I put in for him, but it was bad. It was a mistake. He ran a lot. I mean, I'm sitting there on my couch and it's like, first play from scrimmage. There goes Melvin Gordon. I just went, Ugh. Was it,
0: oh, yeah, who was, uh, when we used to listen to the scores from your computer and we just heard touchdown. Oh, um, touchdown. Touchdown. It was
1: uh, Oh, God, what was his name? The yeah. running back from Seattle, yep. Sean Alexander. Yep, there you go. Sean Alexander. Sorry, this is a funny story. I know we're close on time, but I got no, to No, no, feel free. It Back in the days where, you know, sometimes for fantasy stats, for whatever reason, you, you didn't have access to, to live information. I was using, um, I think it was ESPN's Game Tracker coverage of... Um, of of a Sunday night game, I can't remember why I didn't have access to TV. It might have been my father was using it. back when I lived with my dad. It's years ago. Yeah, or we were watching WrestleMania, or, or we were watching something. WrestleMania or something. But because the internet was not quite as fluid back then, it would update in chunks. And it was the night where Sean Alexander <laughs> rushed for a touchdown. Then the Seattle Seahawks recovered a muffed kick. Sean Alexander ran for another touchdown on the next play. And then on the pursuing kickoff, they onsided it and returned it all the way to the 10. And Sean Alexander returned that for a touchdown. And he literally had three <laughs> touchdowns in 45 seconds of game clock. So I'm sitting there. I have a very comfortable fantasy lead. I'm up about 50 points. And all of a sudden, my computer goes, Touchdown, Seattle. Touchdown, Seattle. Touchdown, Seattle. And Craig is sitting on my couch, he's laughing because he remembers this. I'm going, what the hell just happened? (laughs) And I get up and my lead was gone. My whatever lead I had going into that night was gone. I lost that game badly. I think seriously, fantasy wise, he was plus fifty that night because he was in the hundred yard bonus range and he had those three touchdowns in the first quarter. It was all downhill. Was Sean Alexander? That's right, because yep. the guy was played with went absolutely nuts.
0: Yeah, he talked. He still talks about that.
1: Oh, he still loves that. But again, it's also the same guy that in year one I beat with it out a kicker. So That's we can true. talk about that. So, wide receivers, who do you like this week?
0: Wideouts, wideouts, wide. I know
1: there's no was, good value plays out there. The metric doesn't really like anybody.
0: Isn't. I don't. You know, like what you were saying with the Redskins. Like, You never knew who they're going to throw to. They're
1: going to throw to somebody. Good luck picking which one it is.
0: I would say Larry Fitzgerald, but I don't know who's throwing the ball.
1: It's Drew Stanton. Remember last week when I'm like, it can't be Drew Stanton. there it is, is that, it is. It's Drew Stanton. Drew Stanton is the quarterback in Arizona. Maybe,
0: I don't know, maybe is going to Arizona. Yeah, I, I won't be shocked.
1: <laughs> There's like five landing spots for him right now that if he signs, I won't be shocked. Right. I've got Crabtree and Bryant. Um, they're low risk, high value. Um, the problem with Crabtree is you never know uh, if they decide to start throwing to Cooper again, but it's Miami. So there's a good chance that they won't. So. All So, right, moving along because we're almost out of time. Tight end this week. Um,
0: <sighs> well, you know, Zertz is the chalk play. Ertz is the
1: chalk play, but I'm, I, I hate to say what I'm about to say because this is such a guru thing to say. I'm going with Jack Doyle. Jack, Jack Doyle, Doyle. At 13 points, a little over 4K. He's got great potential. The problem is with Jack Doyle, every time you think he's going to do great, he craps the bed. So, uh-huh. oh, do you
0: see this from um, DraftKings? What's that? Uh, it says, Benjamin has been traded to the Bills and will not occur fantasy points.
1: Okay, so that's, that is DraftKings' way of saying, do not put him in a lineup this week because it happened so late, we are not making the switch. He will not accrue any points in any lineup. So you cannot use Kelvin Benjamin this week in DraftKings, period. But that's because it's a Thursday game. Thursday right. games. So, all right, final thoughts. We're out of time, and I got to use the bathroom because I've had too much holiday ale. Craig, final thoughts. Week nine, here we go.
0: Week nine, um, if you can, start the tight end, whoever's playing against the Jets.
1: Start the tight end against the Jets or start the tight end of the Jets because Austin Safarian Jenkins has he been is really good. good. He's pretty good. Um, I think this is a really chalk to kind of reliable play pick guys that are top 10 options and go with the cheapest ones there so i like that that's all i got so i am Britt. i'm craig and this is the football fig nuts podcast good luck this week we'll see you next week